Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast, where we strive to provide great preaching and teaching so that listeners will discover or rediscover the goodness, truth, and beauty of our Catholic faith. If you are interested in supporting the work we are doing, visit us at drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are inspired, uplifted, and encouraged. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the Litany of Trust. My name is Father Adam Potter, and I'm grateful to be with you for day 18, where we pray the petition that not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. I just want to offer a, a word of encouragement as we go through trying to live out my Barnabas connection. And uh, yeah, just offer a word of hope, word of encouragement. Um, day 18 of, of 30. And yeah, I don't know where you're at in terms of I'm just uh, as I think I've said before, aware there's a lot going on, a lot of different demands, expectations, responsibilities, opportunities to do this, be here, listen to that, be involved in this. And that you're here is is a great thing. And just to encourage you that um, the Lord's working. The, the Lord is working. And this is like the trust within the trust of to really believe that in, in going through this, going through these readings and exercises, time of prayer before the Lord, bringing, relating these things to him, that, that he's working and he is working. And to give you the final vision again of where we're going, that... Whenever you're listening to this podcast, whenever you get to the end, the goal is to be able to make a profound offering of myself in trust to Jesus Christ. And the desire, this what might be a great thing to place on our intentions, of our, our prayer intentions right now, the desire is to be free to completely entrust ourselves to Jesus completely, wholeheartedly, no strings attached, no conditions, no restrictions, no expirations. <laughs> like I want to be completely yours, Jesus. Give me that freedom. Give me that desire. Cast out all fear and um, yeah, really ignite my heart such that I, I can make this offering. And so that at the end of these 30 days, we can make sure we, we make a good examination of conscience, go to confession, find a, a good holy mass to be able to go to and praying for the intentions of our Holy Father. We do that um, just as a good practice, uniting myself to the intentions, desire of, of the church that I would find a beautiful tabernacle image statue of our blessed Lord or blessed mother and to pray this litany, this litany that you uh, have been praying for 30 some days every day and that you might pray it one more time wholeheartedly to make this uh, act of trust to the Lord. So keep going, worth it. That's the ultimate goal is to be able to, at the end of life, as St. Therese says, to stand before God with empty hands, um, right, trusting that coming poor and humble before the Lord, we might be able to be filled with him. And it's that disposition of trust that allows my heart to be ready to be filled by him. That we pray today that not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. O 
okay, these uh, intentions, petitions, rather, get uh, deeper and deeper. And this is one that, that jumps out to me in a personal way. Growing up my whole childhood, and I don't know, now even into my adult years, I've just always struggled with some nighttime anxiety of really kind of worrying. I just have an, an active mind and um, an anxiety about... Oh, what's tomorrow going to bring? What what are going to be? What's going to be expected of me? How are things going to go? And so the nighttime is just a, a time of great temptation to worry about all the different things that could go wrong. And yeah, growing growing up, especially Sunday nights, I would just have a couldn't sleep, and, if, and there was something so anxiety inducing about the whole week ahead of me starting over. And um, I don't know what was painful or worrisome about it, but it just got me going. And so I was up and up and up and, and I thought, I don't know, maybe if I, maybe if I think about it, maybe I worry about it, or maybe if I speculate, or maybe if I distract myself and start working on these other things. And of of course it never helped. I didn't realize at that time, the Lord was inviting me to really trust and to, to find ways to let go and to allow God to give me this invitation to lean on you. Right, we we prayed earlier in this litany. We find it in the the back of our, our litany. From anxieties about the future, deliver me, Jesus. So, right, so this is the clearing out this anxiety, this fear in my heart about what the future brings. But today we ask that it might be filled in with that I can see it as an invitation to lean on you, to lean on you. So, it's not just the clearing out, it's the positive. How do I go closer to the Lord? There's a probably apocryphal story, but a, a great little anecdote that is attributed to Pope St. John the 23rd. And he's known as saying um, at the end of, his, of each of his days, he would come before the Lord in prayer, spending a lot of time talking, interceding um, for the whole church, the whole world. And he would get, just get to this point at the end of his prayer where he said, All right, Lord, I've done everything that I can today for the church. I'm going to bed. It's your church, and I trust in you. And with that, he would, he would go off to bed. You know, it's like, I'm going to bed, Lord. It's your church. <laughs> like, I've done everything that I can. So that's beautiful. I, I love that. True or, true or not, yeah, a lot of times these stories have some seeds of truth. That's beautiful, you know? So I don't know where, where you've ever been with that. Like, there's always one more thing to be able to do. There's always one more thing to be concerned about, um, whether it's with our own life, whether it's with our family, whether it's with our, our work or friends or what's going on in the political world. Or There's always more things. And at the end, do we have this opportunity to say, Lord, you're God and I'm not. I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. This uh, has been, yeah, I haven't used those words, but that's just been a huge thing for me to be able to come to be able to say that and live that and to be able to, to really go to bed trusting that I'll have what it takes. Uh, I also learned a very important lesson after going through, especially in college years, pulling all-nighters, so worried about different exams, different papers or tests that I was actually able to perform a lot better with the full nights of night of sleep that that sleep that I was so willing to sacrifice thinking that well if I stayed up and worked more studied far, started studied longer then I'll, I'll perform better and 
meanwhile, I was performing worse because I was sacrificing on this really essential thing of sleep. So you get the idea, right? Where's the Lord inviting you, not knowing about what the future brings, to come to really lean on the Lord, to lean on the Lord, to find um, this beautiful lesson that Mary was able to exemplify with everything that she didn't know about what tomorrow would bring. She knew that Jesus was going to be in it, was going to be there, and therefore she didn't have to worry. In fact, she actually knew, because I know Jesus is with me, he'll be there with me tomorrow, and he'll be drawing me closer to him. So where does the Lord desire to bring you closer to him, to lean on him, rely on him? There's a a beautiful story that Sister Faustina told about this Steve in this really desperate place with five children, not having a job and seeing um, that he needed to already like praise the Lord and thank him for what he was going to do tomorrow. That was the invitation of the priest. Start every day with this spirit of gratitude, this prayer of thanking God for how he's going to provide for you. And it sounds like that disposition of his heart really prepared him to be able to appreciate what God would eventually give him was this job that the Lord had in store all along. I don't know about you though, sometimes there is a a little bit, it's a little bit easier to really let go and to lean into God whenever I'm at this place of desperation, whenever it's like, if I don't completely lean on the Lord, I'm going to, as I gave in the opening kind of like vision, I'm going to fall off this cliff, right? If I don't completely trust God, then I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to come through. Have you ever found that it's more difficult to really trust in the Lord, not knowing what the future holds? Whenever there's a lot of options, right? Like there's a lot of different ways that that you could go to to really make this work. Um, We see this all the time. I don't know, thinking about as a, as a parent, as a teacher, as a friend, as a spouse, right? Like there might be all these different avenues that I could go, these different decisions that I could make for how I'm going to intervene, what I'm going to say, uh, what decision I'm going to make medically speaking, or I have all these different job opportunities maybe. And it's like, well, this one would require me moving. This one would require me taking a pay cut. This would one would require me taking extra classes. And it's like, Lord, oh, like, what do I do? And and that's so common in our day to day where there's this anxiety of options. We just have so many different choices to choose from. Have you ever experienced that as being more traumatizing than the, it's like, nope, if you do not move your whole family, you will, you will suffer incredibly. And so you need to move and you need to let the Lord guide you. It's like, oh, okay. Like that's my one option. I don't like it, but it's like hard, but I can do it. The harder is, what if God wants to cooperate with my own intellect, with my own understanding, right? And how do, how do I come to really trust in God, trusting in me, in these different movements? And I think Mary, Joseph, the Holy Family is a great instance of this. You know, there's a lot of different options that they would have had with moving their young family out of Bethlehem um, 
and going all the way to Egypt, a place that was foreign to them. They didn't know the language. They didn't have any connections. Joseph would have had to have a different occupation, right? Was he just, just going to be able to pick up as a carpenter in Egypt? We don't really know. Um, and yet they went and they had to make real decisions about like, where, where are we going to work? Where are we going to live? Where are we going to send Jesus to school, right? Like, how are we going to teach him? Like these different decisions, there are so many different options. And they had to lean into the Lord and the multivariate possibilities of it all. And I guess this is a word to you, as the Lord's really taught me a lot about this. Choose, right? Pray, be in a state of grace. Really ask the Lord to prepare the way to enlighten your mind and to be able to give you the the courage, um, the wisdom to make the choice. But in the end, we have to choose. We really have to make these decisions. The the Lord can often, as he's uh, one to do, bring us to our knees and make us see like, I've been trying to tell you this for a long time and I've stripped away every other different possibility. You need to actually let go. It's like, okay, Lord, I get it now. But so often, so often he pro- proposes, I want you to trust me in this little step, in this little choice, in this little decision. And, and that can be hard for us. But to be able to know that Jesus is with us and that he will be with us tomorrow, all of a sudden gives us great freedom to cooperate with him. Listen to this quote that I found. This is from St. Francis de Sales. Do not fear what may happen tomorrow. The same loving father who cares for you today will care for you tomorrow and every day. Either he will shield you from suffering or he will give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then and put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginings. End quote. Isn't that beautiful? I'd like, Thank you, St. Francis de Sales. This is what the Lord's been trying to tell me for a long time. I wish I would have found this earlier. Um, he, he'll, he'll provide for you. Either he's going to shield you from suffering or the suffering that he allows you to undergo. He'll give you that strength to bear it. So be at peace. Be at peace. And just put aside the anxious thoughts. Put aside the, the anxious imaginings. And say, Lord, I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's your church. It's your family, right? It's... Like I've already been given to you. I've, I've consecrated my family to you. I've consecrated my work to you. I've consecrated, hopefully, right? Like I've entrusted these different things to him. And in that relationship with God, we can come to trust him and come to really be free to, I'm just going to live. I'm going to work. I'm going to play. Um, and I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, there's a, a great story about St. Francis of Assisi who was approached by a uh, a brother Franciscan monk and said, uh, Brother Francis, if you knew that the end of the world was going to come this evening, what would you do? And they're out there in the, the field gardening and, and he's working. He's like, takes a break. He thinks about it and he says, I think I'd finish gardening. <laughs> it's like, oh, like you wouldn't freak out if, if you knew that like in by this evening, the end of the world was going to come. God was going to come back, judge the living and the dead, right? St. Francis of Assisi was living in such a trusting relationship with God that he lived out of this peace that I don't need to freak out. 
It's like, that would be really uncertain of like, what's the end of the world going to look like? What's his coming back going to look like? It's like, I'm living in a state of grace. I'm trusting God with everything. And right now, he has me gardening. So I'm going to keep gardening. I'm going to keep doing that and trust that um, what he calls me to in the, in the next coming hours will give me what I need. Uh, and that's, that's what we're called to. What are you and I tempted to hold on to? What are you and I still having a hard time letting go of and saying, Lord, Lord, like I can trust you with this. I can trust you with that. But this thing here, it's like whenever this anxious thought comes up about what is uncertain about tomorrow or the suffering that that might come or the difficulty, like I just, I can't let that go. Let's pray for that. Let's bring that into the light and just really ask God to set us free so that we can come to live in this utter peace, utter peace. The same father who's with us today will be with us tomorrow. Here's what sister Faustina says. To live in trust is to move toward God when we don't know which way to go. And in faith to allow the goodness of God to bring us to gratitude, even before God reveals his plan. Trust rests in knowing that God is leading to live in trust. This is at the bottom of page 112. To live in trust is to move toward God when we don't know which way to God, right? That we would see the most important thing about what we're doing is moving toward God. That's, that's a really helpful perspective changer, perhaps, right? That as opposed to just looking at, I can't give up this thing, or I can't let go of this thing, or like, I, I couldn't really trust the Lord with that. Um, maybe our perspective is wrong, that we kind of have our priorities off when we need to be reminded that our main priority is moving closer to God, falling in love with him. And in faith, we allow the goodness of God to bring us to gratitude even before God reveals his plan. What an act of trust even in that. It might be something that the Lord's calling me to just, yeah, every day. Um, saying good morning to the Lord, offering my life to him and thanking him for what he's going to provide, not knowing what, what's going to come. That's a beautiful act of trust. And that trust then rests knowing that God is leading. I thought it was a, a great scriptural reference to find John the beloved and his response to Jesus Christ at the moment of his passion right? With mounting fears, uncertainties, worries, um, all the town of Jerusalem is just growing with anticipation of the Paschal, Paschal mystery of um, the, the original Passover, right? Of the slaughtering of the lamb and remembering Jesus, sorry, remembering God's deliverance of Israel out of Egypt. There's also gl- growing anticipation about Jesus Christ, and, and what he's doing and, and the, the authorities who are having more and more problems with what he's doing and what he's saying. And in the midst of all this potential fear, uncertainty, growing anxiety, it's John the Beloved who leans his head on the chest of Jesus. Oh, that's a, Lord, I'm, I'm trusting in you. I'm finding my peace in you right? That's a, I'm going to bed. It's your church. 
it's right. But it's not just like a going to bed, like I'm giving it up. Maybe I'm taking this uh, John the 23rd story too long. Right. It's not a, it's not, I'm going to bed. Like I don't care what happens. It's i I'm going to completely, I'm going to bed to completely rest in you. Like this isn't an act of abandonment, surrender. So I think it's interesting to compare John the Beloved, his disposition, that trust, that surrender to lean back on Jesus's chest and compare it to Simon Peter, who says the right word, Lord, Lord, even if all the other (laughs) apostles will abandon you, I will never abandon you. And of course, Jesus responds and says, Simon Peter, this night, the evil one is planned to sift you like wheat. Before the cock crows three times, you will deny me. But he says to, to Peter these beautiful words. But when you fall, return, come back to me and strengthen your brothers, right? Strengthen your brothers. So he knows that Simon Peter is, is going to fall. He's Why? Because he's relying on his own. Even if everyone else abandons you, I'm strong enough to do it myself is, is what's being spoken there. And it's John who in his own uh, humility, in his own weakness, is not self-reliant, but Jesus-reliant, relying on, on him to listen to his heartbeat, to be strengthened by Jesus' peace, Jesus' conviction, and Jesus' trust in the Heavenly Father. This comes through prayer, brothers and sisters where we come every single day to lay our own heads on the chest of Jesus. Have you ever done this in a a prayerful meditation just to allow whatever is going on in your life, whatever stuff, relationships, tensions, to just bring it all to the Lord and to allow allow it even to be unspoken and just to rest uh, your head on the chest of the Lord and to listen to his heartbeat, his heart that longs for you, that's pursuing you, that's seeking you, that desire is desiring you, his heart that is forever loving you and sustaining you in existence, right? Like that heart to be able to rest in him and then to really find that consolation and that strength in the, in that loving embrace. Well, this is what we're called to. This is what we're, we're called to. So Let's, uh, let's turn to the Lord and offer our, our litany of trust to him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The litany of trust. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus. From all suspicion of your words and promises, deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus. From restless self-seeking in the present moment, deliver me, Jesus. From disbelief in your love and presence, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have, deliver me, Jesus. 
from the belief that my life has no meaning or worth. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of what love demands. Deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement. Deliver me, Jesus. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, loving me. Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering united to your own will bear fruit in this life and the next. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will not leave me orphan. That you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you. That your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode. To learn more about Drybones Ministries, events, and initiatives, and to support this podcast, go to drybonespgh.org. Thanks, and God bless you.